everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast Hockey Edition, where today's episode we are previewing the Metropolitan Division. We have Braden and Stuart with me. Uh, Kai is doing NHL Metropolitan Trivia at a Vancouver bar, and we wish him the worst of luck. So, moving forward, Braden and Stuart with me here. I'm going to be going through each team. We're going to be starting from the top of the division all the way to the bottom from last year's standings. We'll start with the Carolina Hurricanes, who did some crazy shit this offseason. Like, I'm talking added Paul Stasny, re-signed Nikas, Bear, they added Pacioretty, they added Burns, they added Kasha. They did almost all of this with, like, nothing going out. They lost Nino Niederreiter and a couple draft picks. Braden, how are we feeling about the Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes going into this season? I feel weird about them, not because I think they're bad. I think they're good, and I think they're going to finish first place in their division uh, as they have been prone to do the last couple of seasons. Yeah. They're a good team. They've got depth. Um, management masterclass, really, in that they are a team that people should aspire to be like in the NHL just because they don't get attached to players, right? They're willing to let you go. Not like Vegas, where they'll treat you like shit, but whereas they're not going to get attached to those mid-round, like mid-level players, they'll let you walk and let someone else overpay you. That being said, like, I'm sure you guys feel the same way, and I might be thinking a bit too long-term here for just doing, like, season previews. Yeah. I think they'll finish first. I think they're going to do well. I still have questions about the playoffs because they haven't been able to get it done in past years. Yeah, and it's the season preview, but playoffs are always, like, a necessary conversation in that. Stuart, like, the Hurricanes, they've always been a good regular season team. Last year, they finished top in their division with 116 points. Like, that's uh, fourth in the league, ahead of the Leafs, ahead of Tampa, ahead of the Rangers, ahead of many good teams. Do you think Hurricanes in the regular season are going to be doing even better with this roster? Somewhere around the same? What do you think? I still think they'll finish first. I mean, like, their regular season roster, like, it's probably pretty similar as it was last year because patch is out for what a really long time. Right. Like, isn't it like close to the trade deadline or something that he's that? Yeah, for? He's out that money. It's, uh, it's like until January, at least for sure. Uh, so like, he's basically just a, pl- he's basically just a deadline acquisition for hit for Carolina. Basically like when that's you play like that playing eh? for them. Yeah. But they got him for free. So, I mean, who are they going to complain? Um, I-, I really like their team. I think they'll be the best team in that division. I think pretty like dominantly, to be honest. They're just super deep. I think Brent Burns is going to have a bit of a little bit of a resurgence kind Her of defense in is Carolina. Really good. And Freddie Anderson's a good, you know, regular season goalie. He always has been. It's just what it comes down to in the playoffs. What what Freddie are they going to get? And I think that'll be as far as they take him. So yeah, the but- Hurricanes are officially in that conversation, eh, Braden, where like this doesn't matter. They can win the division regular season as long as they do what they're supposed to do and get there. It's first, second round. That's when the questions get answered with this team. I think so. I think with goaltending there for Freddie, it's more I, to me for Freddie, it's more of staying healthy into the playoffs rather than if he can perform in the playoffs. I know he's got the reputation as like, can mm-hmm. he or can he not? But goalie is such a your mental state matters most at goaltending compared to any other position in the sport. Oh, it's voodoo. And dude, look at his first regular season stats in Carolina versus his regular season stats in Toronto. It doesn't take a miracle worker, like some genius. Well, like for reference for the viewers, he did really good in Carolina last year. Yeah. And it's like, 
oh, did he just find it? Or is it that he didn't have all that shit coming at him from the media and all the fans in Toronto that like, you know, love it or hate it, it comes at you. Right. And if you, you can try as much as you want to block it out, yeah. you're going to hear it one way or another. So that I think their defense the quiet, though, like look at their defense. What? In yeah. Front of them. I think a more quiet marketplace helped him out a lot. I, I have ex- higher expectations for him in the playoffs in Carolina. Yeah. The defense I like a lot. I think Ethan Bear gets moved before the season even starts. If I'm being honest, I don't think he's there to start. If he is, he's gone pretty quickly. One guy, I know we talked about patch ready and like, Oh, how great that was. One guy I want to just take a note out and look at Dylan Coughlin. Really good player for Vegas Where'd they last get him? year. Coughlin. Yeah. They got him in the patch ready trade for nothing. Got him in the patch ready trade for nothing. <laughs> Wait, um, they got another NHL player. Yeah, they got two. NHL players. I didn't even realize it was two. Yeah, yeah. Coughlin's a uh, undrafted right defenseman, 24 years old uh, from Vancouver Island. Uh, I think he's great. Only negative is that he's friends with my ex, but whatever. Uh, we all have our downsides. Loser. Um, no, she's a great lady. Uh, but that being said, like guy plays D, but also plays forward. He gives that versatility where he's able to play both positions. He's played both well. Um, he's got top four upside in all honesty as a really? defenseman. So yeah, it's fa- it's found money, right? Like um, the rest of the team, they it's I think one guy who's going to have a big season this next season as well. Tyler might want to close your ears. Same with any other Leaf fan out there Don't is uh, Seth Jarvis, uh, no. notable for having been picked up in the first round by the Canes after they traded for Patrick Marlowe's contract. So uh, he got picked with the first round pick that Toronto had to give as a sweetener for, to offload the Marlowe deal. Uh, shout out Lou Lamorello. Speaking but of their management, eh? Look at what they've done. The, the they've gotten Yarvis, they got yep. Coglin, they got Pacioretty. Just because mm-hmm. they had better cap scenarios. Yep. The, a huge cap question mark for me though is that Hockniemi contract. Yeah, I was about to bring Eight that up. Still. at four point eight two is a little ridiculous for a guy whose <sighs> career high is thirty four points in his rookie season. And they're over, over the cap right now, it. right? Braden, aren't yeah. they over the cap? Uh, uh, let's take a look. Uh, They'll be okay. They're two million over. They'll be okay once the season starts. I've got questions with, yeah, like I, I don't want to say oh because you know season high thirty four points because what Stutzla is fifty something and they gave him how much money? That's but fair. Stutzla shown more potential to me than Kakaniemi really has. Oh my god, way more. I think that Kakaniemi can be an average second liner is kind of what I feel like. But even then, if you get an average second liner for four point eight in the NHL. Like 4.8 really is what a strong third line center is going to make on your team, right? Who can kill penalties? A strong third line center? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, if you get a strong third line center to an average second line center for 4.8, you're locked in. We know the cap's going to go up by like 10 million in two years or so. So, hopefully, we don't know that, but uh, it's 10 million in two years. Dude, based on what their current revenue looks like, it that should be the minimum for it to jump. Maybe in um, four years, but like, nope. aren't they doing one million? Two, three last, years. They did one million last off season, one million this off season. I get two, COVID's three. gone. Like we've defeated that's COVID. Thing, right? It doesn't and exist anymore. But new, uh, new CBA in that time too. Like it's gonna jump a huge amount. Like watch. I hope so. It, I can't remember the exact year. It's whatever the year that like all of Toronto's major ones are up. I think it's the year after Matthews. That'd so yeah, in two years. If we could have so, some extra money soon. Yeah. So anyways, long story short, the cap's gonna jump. So I'm not too worried there. Their center depth, I do have questions with just because, like, you've got a clear number one in Aho. Nikas showed he could be a number two, but he wasn't last year. If you don't have Nikas there, like, who's your second line center? You don't really like Paul Stasny as your second line center. You don't like Kotkaniemi unless he can grow into it. Um, well, I think they have, like, one of those teams that can, they can almost run a first line and three third lines, if you know what I mean. 
Like I they can go Jordan Stahl and they can go Seth Yarvis. They can go Kotiniemi as your three third line centers, if you will. Well, Yarvis is a winger, but he's you got slotting Stas- in as center right now on a lot of line practices. Because you got Nikas, Nichas, you got Kotiniemi, you got Stahl, and you got Stasny, right? Like those, there's four centers right there. Um, he's just playing, playing a lot of wing, but you know, they all play all over the place, I guess is the main thing. So yeah, I like the team defense. Like I'm, I'm with Stu as well regarding uh, Brent Burns there. I think Burns is going to have a good year. I really like Brady Shea, Brett Pesci. I like a lot Slavin, you know, everyone talks about one of the most underrated D in the league. It's a good team. They'll finish first. We'll see what happens in the playoffs. Can, can you still be underrated if everyone talks about you for being underrated though? Cause he's the oh. guy I get see brought up all the time. This guy's but, so underrated. But and the hurricanes in general, it. the hurricanes in general are like to, seen as underrated. But when I look at polls for who's going to win the cup, they're the most picked team. So they can't be underrated anymore. This is officially like Leafs center where the Leafs are. Over, they, you have to look for this team to win a cup and everything else is bust. That's how it has to be. And just cause they don't have the market doesn't mean that we can't look at it like that for this team. For this team is absolutely, if it had a bigger market, it would be Stanley Cup or bust right now. If it was in New York, if it was in Toronto, Chicago, if it wasn't in Carolina, it'd be way bigger lights right now. So I think this team plus 800 to win the President's Trophy will be competing for that. I don't like them to win it. I think the abs will probably still pull that off. But you're telling me that they couldn't get it done after getting 116 points last year. And I think they got better. Like, if you put up 120 points in the NHL, you have a really good chance of winning the President's Trophy. You win the President's Trophy 80% of the time. My only thing with the President's Trophy with them is that you also have to take in what your closest competition looks like. And with a team like Colorado, or, you know, even if we want to go Calgary. Yeah, like, well, yeah, I guess I, there goes that. Argument. Like, what I was going right. to say is it's like Colorado's in a strong, weaker division, but still, like, I think a stronger team, right? So the teams you're playing the most often are stronger in the Metro, or at least. But they changed that this year, right? They, the schedule is changing. So you play your division way less. The Battle really? of Alberta is only happening three times this season. Are you Brayden. fucking kidding me? Three times in the regular yeah, season. It's kind of That's atrocious. It. It is ridiculous, and this is, could be a whole another podcast topic, and we can take a little divert right here. The NHL is so stupid because their whole point for making these divisions divisional and putting Boston, Tampa, and Toronto is so you can for the rivalries. It's for the rivalries that we're doing it, and then we're going to have them play never three times out of 82 games, but we love oh, the rivalries. They're so backwards. It, the NHL is so stupid, man. We only get three battle of Alberta's after the playoff series. They just have the best rivalry in hockey. The most must watch non Leafs TV for me every single year <laughs> is only three times now. I'm actually like, like their playoff format is worse now too, because of it. Way because worse. Now, why does, why do the top three teams in the division even make it? If you're playing each other less, like at exactly. least if you're playing each other more than if it's top three teams, it makes a little bit more sense. But the less you play, the fact that like teams in the other division could just miss the playoffs just because your division shit and like and a terrible you team have no way to in the third seed. You have no way to fix that or change that with your play because you only play your division that many times. Like, insane. are you only playing? So are you only playing your divisional? It's like, like any other team half, in your division three times. Half your division you play four times. Half your division you play three times. So how many battles of Ontario are we gonna get? Because like Sens, we know we're gonna take three or four this year. Fuck, dude, that's stupid. All right, well NHL's stupid. Should we move on to the next team? We should. Let's move on to the Rangers. <laughs> I guess that isn't new news. 
plus 325 to the win the division. Hurricanes were the favorites at plus 175. Rangers last year at 110 points. Uh, they really didn't do much with the roster, as with a lot of teams in the Metro. They traded away a young right-handed defenseman for a first-round pick, a good trade in the vacuum, but probably makes their team slightly worse going into the year. Nope, they have they a young team that got a little like more experience in the playoffs. Hopefully, they can go on a run. They're over-under for points is only 99 and a half. So Vegas is worried under, about a regression under 110 points last season. You guys yeah. were both calling them to get over 10 points less. They year. lost some pretty good players. Like Dude, they, they lost cop. They lost, uh, who was playing on their first line last year. Well, cop was, was dead line, right? So I don't want to say he was too uh, yeah, much of a, of a push there. It's just the biggest thing to me is that. Okay. So like, let's look at what happened last year. Uh, Igor Starkin posted quite literally one of the, the greatest goaltending seasons like in, in salary history. cap era top three yeah like and like for a time he had the highest save percent like i think in december he was like tied for the highest save percentage like ever by a goalie like going into that point right like if he most goals it, he tied saved above expected in recorded history yeah so does he do again what pretty much no one has done before no i don't think so um is chris Kreider gonna score 40 goals did he score 50 or 40 last year? 50. No, he's hit 40. Yeah. Chris Kreider going to hit 50 goals again? No. So His okay, over-under is 41. So yeah, Hit the hammer the under. So if Chris under. Kreider... Really, eh, guys? You guys are all off the Rangers bandwagon this you year. You know that when I was I pushing have to be. for a... Fair enough. Um, JT Miller trade, I wanted the Canucks to get some form of Braden Schneider and the Rangers first round pick for this year unprotected. Because I looked at the Rangers roster, I went, they're riding hot, they're due for a big regression. Now, looking at the rest of the team, first thing I want to say there, Tyler, when you said that they gave a right-hand defenseman away for just a first-round pick, so, well, I want to say just a first-round pick. But that's for what I'm saying. Play, in the vacuum, that's like a you get your 2023 first-round pick. That's a lot. A non-roster player back, or non-roster piece back for a player mm-hmm. uh, on a, a team that wants to contend for a cup like exactly. that doesn't look good thing is so the right side d okay you had uh, you have adam pox on your first pair that's a norris level defenseman he's, he's fourth in, in norris voting ahead of the year yeah as he should be your second line you know or second pair defenseman rather on the right side is your captain jacob truba he's not going anywhere and then your third pair is going to be Braden schneider the guy that the rangers weren't willing up to give for you know they weren't willing to give up for jt fucking miller right there wasn't going to be a spot for that player, right? Yeah. For Nils Longfist. I like Nils Longfist. I think he's got potential to be a good player and he's just going to look good in Dallas with, you know, replacing Klingberg essentially is what he's going to do there. Um, for the Rangers perspective, it's found money. Um, looking at the team, I don't, my, my two big questions on here, they make it if Kako and Lafreniere can deliver on what they're supposed to be. Even if Kako just becomes an average top six piece, and Lafreniere becomes a superstar. Like to me, that's enough. Or you know, even if not Lafreniere even superstar, if he just becomes a solid first line option with Zibanejad yeah. and Panarin, yeah. Which he showed flashes of last year. I think Lafreniere is going to take that step. Kako, I'm starting to lose faith in his ability to. And honestly, I don't blame him when you look at the Rangers' history of like first high first round picks and where they've gone. Like uh, there's Leah Sanderson, that kid that threw his medal into the crowd at the juniors. He was seventh overall. He went nowhere. But a lot Kravtsov. of people weren't high on Kako at the draft anyways, to be honest. Like a lot of people were putting him as number two in the draft, but everyone was like, clearly like, um, we don't want him at, at first. I mean, it, that draft yeah. class in general wasn't great at the, at no, the time. Who went like first even, that year again? 
um, not Lafreniere. Nolan saying. Patrick, uh, right? No, Nolan Patrick was the um, Nico Hischer. Oh, here. that's right. Capo Caco went Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes draft. Jack Hughes went first. Yeah. So like they were talking about one and two is like it goes Hughes Caco, you know? Yeah, but Caco still was supposed to be, remember, he was supposed to be Patrick Line. He was supposed supposed to be be nasty. Maybe I'm looking at it with like hindsight, right? Because he just soured so quick. Wow, New York. What a nice city. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) They just can't develop. Like, I don't know. And Caco has shown flashes. I I still like him. I still think he can do it. Lafreniere, I think, is going to be a superstar in this league. There's not many first round. Easy to say. There's not a lot of first overall picks that don't do it. Um, so this year, you expect them to make a jump, though, and that will improve the team if they improve. And th- yeah, th- otherwise, you're seeing like downgrade for sure. Stuart, yeah, you're on the same board, right? Yeah, I-, I think they had a fantastic year last year, but I'm not kind of expecting the same thing again. Like, I don't know. I don't think Chris, Chris Carter's not hit. I don't think he's hitting 50 goals again. Like I wouldn't bet on it. Like I'd bet under 40. Like I'm not saying he's going to go drop to like 20, but like it'll be closer to 30. He's I good think, for 35. For He'll go back to his stand. Like what he is, right? He's not a 50 yeah. goal scorer. He's like, I think he's 30 a 35, ish. 40 though. I'm not Chris Kreider. Scoring's up to be fair. Picks. Scoring's up in the NHL. Like we should see an uptick, but I don't think you're going to get 50 goals out of him again. Another uh, one other guy I just wanted to bring attention to quickly. Philip Heedle, that guy came onto the scene in his first in his draft year back in uh, what 2017, I think it was. He like made the team at 21st overall. He got sent down after, but still, like fuck, he made the team. It looked good. His first like full year in the NHL looked good. He was like a third line center at the time. They expected more from him the last year. He had a shit season last year, but he came through in the playoffs. Like he played great nice playoffs. There, so. Great playoffs. So can he... he be a second line center moving forward for them? Well, I think he's going to be their third line center because they signed Trocheck in the offseason. So he's only has to be their third line center. Like their team isn't bad. I'm just expecting some regression a little bit. Like that's kind yeah. of all I'm expecting. It's and not like that they got marginally worse. I just think they're not going to do as well as they did last year. I mean, yeah, they still have like the goalies, what right? could be the best goalie in the year. You point out like, the goalies and yeah, they're going to have a great year. But will it be historic? Probably not. I, I wouldn't bet on it. Their Rangers for me are the third place team in the metro and over under points you guys are both going under 100 i think they'll be right near 100 because a playoff team's like 95 points at least so you're you're probably looking at like a 96 team i think it's playoff team team. i think it's wild card to third divisional spot they're minus 310 to make the playoffs so they're favored but they're not as highly favored as the team who finished third in the division this year the pittsburgh penguins are minus 500 to make the playoffs. Vegas really likes them to do it. I mean, if Crosby's on your team, you make the playoffs. It's kind of how it works. The over-under total points for them, 101.5. A couple more points than the Rangers. They're plus 350 to win the division. This year, I bet you can probably do it better than me, uh, Stu. They added Ty Smith, right? They lost Marino. They added Petrie. They lost Matheson. They They added added Ruda. Ruda. Yeah. I think their defense is going to be really fucking good this year. I'm not going to lie. I'm, really, eh? I'm a pretty big fan of Pittsburgh's defense. Like uh, Pittsburgh's defense was kind of, they got bullied in front of the net a lot. Like that was like their biggest weakness. I think on defense, like no one really hmm. took the front of the net. Now you I think Petrie P- and Ruda P- to your Petrie's right a side? bigger body. Ruda's a bigger body. Like, I think that'll just help out, help out there. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of the forward group, but I'm a little biased. 
I don't love the fourth line. It's pretty. It's going to be pretty weak. But the top six, obviously, there's nothing wrong with. They're like it's an elite top six, to be honest. Like people, oh yeah, are kind really of following it from Gino, but uh, there's no reason. I think he's going to come back and he's going to show that he's still an all star at worst in this league. Like he's he's going to be pushing for a. Uh, for a spot and i mean as evgeny fucking malkin you know what i mean like he's going to be good and he's gonna have some like takeoff shifts like always but he's yeah. evgeny malkin like you want him on your team he helps your team get better yeah Krista tank said it best basically where he said like any t- way they tried to replace him was kind of a they were losing whatever trade like they made it like malkin signed elsewhere and they were trying to replace him oh Which oh for sure your team does not, not get better if you replace malkin with someone else Unless you're legit replacing him with a younger Malkin, which you can't do. With Jan Ruda there, with Petrie there, with Latane there, Dumlin, Patterson, Smith, great defense. A top six that you said is loaded. Was it like Gensel, Rust, uh, Lit- uh, not Latane, <laughs> Crosby, Malkin, Raquel, and who cares? And then sixth player. Yeah. Is kind of what it seems like. It seems but like a really it's probably gonna be, team. It's probably going to be Zucker, and right. if he stays healthy, I I love the top six. So, Brayden, are we taking over or under 101.5 points for the Penguins? Under. Under? You don't like Dude, them? Every, no. Every year, I look at the Penguins, and I go, I don't like it, and somehow they fucking do it. And again, I'm looking at this, and I don't like it. Stu, I'll be honest, buddy. I don't know if this is me being unfamiliar with the team and you being more familiar or you going, this is my team and I'm looking out through them with rose colored glasses, but I Which, look at that. To be D, fair, it's not Stewart's usual. Like Stewart is pretty fair about his team. I look at the D and I go, that's stinky, man. I know you said they're really? like, really? Yeah. I don't like a, you say they're, you don't like their right the side. I like the players, but like, I don't know. Like, okay. They're weak in front of the net. So you get Jeff Petrie noted offensive defenseman who is not good in his own end. He's not going to do a bigger body though. Yeah, I but think that, that, so is Tyler Myers, but the guy doesn't fucking use it. Same thing with Petrie, right? Like, that's kind of like the way I look at that. Petrie. Ty Smith, that's another guy. Like, he's a good player, but, like, it's like Jake Gardner-style hockey. Like, I don't think That's Ty not Smith's a guy play. who's going to move your, like, the wheel. Chad Rudwheel, don't like that guy. That's a bottom-pairing defenseman as far as I'm concerned. Brian he's Dumoulin, also not playing. Don't love. So who's your right side? It's Petrie. It's uh, Latang, uh, Petrie, and Ruda. Yeah. So I, why'd you go, why'd you get Ty Smith? He's on the left side. Because he's, he's on right the left shot. side. He plays lefty, righty. He plays lefty. He's, he's left defenseman. But you said he's not playing. So you traded John Marino for a guy that's not going to play. And a third yeah. round pick. You got a third round pick. I think it was as well. I think it's mostly on the upside of Smith, and then he's also can be sent down to the minors, and he's yeah, also makes under a million dollars. The Penguins oh, yeah. coaching is why I love this team. It's because this team, I think it has at very least, Braden, you can dispute a little bit. They have league average defense, at least. I can name yeah, 10 I, teams I with agree, way worse. Because like defense is hard to build for sure. I think it's league average, but I don't like it. I think they're going to have troubles in their own end. You have um, Sidney Crosby on your team. Hey, look, I'm staying, I'm saving that for last. I'm saving that for last. Goalie? You know what I feel like with a lot of goalies in this league, if they're overrated or underrated. I think Tristan Yari's everyone a to be overrated. Basically, I think Tristan Yari's a fucking bum. I think he had what you like maybe so, six he goalies. Was shit. He was shit. He was. You shit. like maybe six goalies. In the remember league. how he was not bad shit. He was. Remember how bad he was, and everyone was like, "Oh, we got no fucking goalie. Why'd you trade Fleury?" And then no, and then he was he bad for one bad. series two years he had, ago. 
he had a 909 in 39 games, average at best, and an 80-88, and then one one playoff game, so I can't count this year. I don't like Tristan Yari. I need to see another year of this level from him before I maybe even start believing in him. I don't like him. I don't have faith in him. Um, Classic Braden not having faith in a goalie that played really well last year. Yeah, dude, give me a sample size to work with. Not fucking one amazing a year, season? one bad year. One amazing year, one bad year. One amazing year, one bad year. There's Sergei Bobrovsky. What do I think of Bobrovsky? I don't fucking know what you're going to get with him. I don't know, but he's won three Vesnas. Yeah, he's going to be God or he's going to be shit. So really across his career, what's that average out to? He's like an like above average NHL starter. That's what Sergei Bobrovsky really is. I'm not saying Yard is one of the best goalies in the year, but he has a career 915. Like that's not bad. And he makes $3.5 million. Like he's not the best. He's not going to like steal as many games as like Shesterkin or Vasilevsky or or whatever. But you can absolutely make the Eastern Conference Finals with Tristan Yari that forward core and that defense. And that's He's why over I have 30 the games Pittsburgh three Penguins. Okay. But I have that's over... what I mean for sample. Sure. But I have the Pittsburgh Penguins getting over 102 points. I'm a believer in the Penguins. And until Crosby misses the playoffs, I will not be betting on him to not make the playoffs. Making the playoffs in the East feels at least like 96, 97 points. I don't think they're going to be close to missing. I like the yeah, Penguins. That's what I wanted to Coaching is really good. It's Sidney Crosby, Braden. Yeah, no, that's why I wanted to like say for last. Like, I look at the top when you go, oh, it's an elite top six. I, I'll be honest, I look at that top six and I think of other ones in the league, and I go, that's not a loaded top six. And then I go, oh, well, it's Sidney fucking Crosby, so it's Sidney Crosby. And yeah, Malkin's taking a step back. Like, he's not that franchise level player anymore. He's an elite player, but he's not a franchise level player. But still, an elite player at your second line center. I like that. I like Malkin a lot. Hey, he's Gensel. a great player. I think it's great to keep him. Yeah, Gensel. So I go, okay, there's three. Zucker. Dude, I'm sorry. I don't like soccer. He's been gar- as far as I'm well, yeah. he's been, poop. He's been he's, poop on the Penguins. He's not uh, there. It's not even that he's been poop. He's been injured constantly. You need to mention Which Russ just, way before you, you mention Zucker, though. Right? Like, like that's why mean, aren't you, you mentioning Russ though? Like, also, Raquel should be mentioned before Russ. Yeah, like you're talking. Wise. You just picked like their eighth best forward. Like, yeah, he's not great. Yeah, Rust. I don't. Here's the thing with Rust. I look at. I guess here's the thing. It doesn't matter because Sidney Crosby. I look at Russ, and honest to God, I don't think Russ is a good hockey player. I think okay, so writes, I'm going to end the let, podcast. Let me finish. Let me finish my that. fucking point before you start shitting on me. You well, said Russ is a up. bad player, dude. Yeah, I think he's the exact same as Chris fucking Kunitz. He's a third liner. And then, oh, hey, guess what? Go right shotgun. And it works. So at the end of the day, does it matter if he's able to put up 60 points because he's got Sidney fucking Crosby on his side? No, it doesn't because he's able to put those points up. I guess so. He usually Does plays that with make, Malkin. Should Chris Kunitz have made the fucking Team Canada team, uh, roster? No, that's I'll a different argument. Should Brian Rust make a Team Canada roster? No. That, but that's my point. Like you know, I mean? like that's my point. Is there it? is that to me, it's a similar guy, and that like he's good, not because he's good, but because he's playing with Sidney fucking Crosby, and he's the type of player who works well with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I, but that's all they need, though. Like, you don't, yeah, don't you no, just need that? No, so I why agree, would you go I pay agree. more for all stars to play with Crosby when he can make non all stars look like all stars? I agree. For no, cheaper, like, and that's why. Well, that's the thing. He's thirty, and you're paying him five point uh, one two for five more or six more years. So he's have fun once. Actually, really good though. Like Brian, Ryan Russ is not a passenger; he is a driver. I think he's a passenger to Sidney Crosby, but who cares? Because your driver is Sidney Crosby. That's a good point. And but right, and like, that, it's not Crosby; it's Evgeny Malkin, right? Yeah, and then it's, like I don't it's know, looking like rest. Malkin for this year. Yeah, it's usually Malkin, right? I'm I like Carter. Sure I do. I know you said Stu that Carter wasn't good. I like Jeff Carter on 
with I, I thought he'd be better than he was with Malkin. I'm excited to see what he could do with a full season, but those expectations have been dampened given last year. Yeah. Um, I'm not super high on him, but to be fair, I'd rather him just, I'd rather him play like half the season and then just be rested for playoffs because yeah. then I feel like he could make a difference. Like, I feel like Pittsburgh shouldn't be playing him over 60 games. No, you should be What's giving the him the, uh, the Raptors Kawhi treatment, right? Like exactly. fucking take some days off. Like, I like Raquel. I liked him a lot, actually, as a pickup for a bounce-back candidate for them. And he was He's, okay last year, right? He, for um, last year, it's look so for this year, Mike Sullivan's looking like he's putting Raquel with Crosby and Gensel. And for 96 minutes last year, I think that line expected, like, over 70-something percent of the goals when those yeah. two were on the ice together. Like, Raquel and Crosby had instant chemistry when Raquel came over, so I'm excited to see a full season of that which I think gives the better player in Brian Rust to Evgeny Malkin. Two-time 30-goal scorer, and then he was fucking, well, yeah, 4-20. and 20, So he's more, I guess, like a 20-goal scorer, but even then... Yeah, you're talking me around. I don't know. I They'll fucking make it, because they always make it, because Sidney Crosby. Well, this So where is... do you think they finish in the division, then? Like, yeah, I was going to say. Like, so who's uh, your second? We'll go through. Well, uh, we're going through Rangers. it. This, this is the Metro Division po- uh, podcast. I know, but I like Rangers. going... I like going through, I don't like fucking going through like from last year's and then me going, oh, one here and the next you may go, ah, four. And then we go to the next and I go, ah, I'd rather go through all of them and at the end be like, here's my ranking one to seven. I think Rangers are closer. Well, ah, let's keep going first because I want to look at Washington and then I'll I'll give you my top four. Going backwards, Rangers, you had less than 100 points. You're down on the Penguins. Like we're running out of teams to make really we'll figure good. It out. Runs. We'll figure it out. We'll figure Every it out. Every division my... has at least two hundred point teams. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's the odds I take, and then they're like in a vacuum, and there's what the standings I think will end up looking like. So I guess ignore my over under bets, and then we'll 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 make those based off of where I slot people. The Washington Capitals to move on from the Pittsburgh Penguins are not favored to win the division at all. They're six to one, Braden, to win the division over under of only 94 and a half points. They're barely um, over 50% chance to make the playoffs. Odds makers have them at about a 58 chance. <laughs> Did you really see them do anything this offseason, Braden, that made you feel great? They added Kemper. They added Connor Brown, Dylan Strom. They didn't really lose too many pieces outside of pieces that they just replaced with those players. How do we feel about the Capitals going into the I year? Are you down on them again? About the Capitals, like I do with the Pittsburgh Penguins, where every year I go, this team's not right. Good. Yeah, this is what and I do I with go, the Capitals. Oh, too. the Penguins have Sidney Crosby, and the Capitals have Alex Ovechkin. Right, and he's pretty fucking good. He's gonna break Gretzky's goal record. Um, looking at the team, like yeah, I don't like Kemper, and then like we'll fucking... I like Kemper. I don't like his injuries. Um, you know, it's it's like. I know it's different positions, but it's like Andre Kasha. If we want to look at Philly, a little sneak preview for the kids, um, Ryan Ellis. Yeah, you can bank on what they are, but that's not, you have to take injuries into effect, right? You're not going to get a full season of healthy Darcy Kemper, just like you're not going to get that with Brian Ellis or Andre Kasha or, you know, whoever else is injury prone, Brock Besser. Um, looking yeah, at the team, you have to like, bake that in. <sighs> one guy I want to bring attention to, do you remember how good Anthony Mantha was? on the Capitals before he got hurt. Yes, that was crazy, eh? <laughs> like he he get, was, just got traded and he was like unreal. He lit it the fuck up. So, and then he got hurt and he was out for the year. He had 14 
Uh, never mind. He had 14 points. I don't know, 23 points in 37 games. It's a pretty good pace for the guy. Like, you're looking at a 50-point player there. Um, Connor Brown, I like a lot. I do like that addition. But it's like Love you said, Connor like Brown. I, I don't like their defense, man. I really don't like that defensive group. John Carlson's sick. I like Dimitri Orlov a lot more, I think, than the average person does. Nick Jensen's not a top four defenseman to me. Trevor Van Riemsdyk isn't. Neither is Eric Gustafson. Like, and who's defense. this other guy that's Martin Faraway? Never heard of him. I don't know. He's projected to be their top line defensive. Bearing. We'll see. Maybe. Oh, I guess Maybe he's sick. Yeah, like we'll see Could what be. happens. He's played 79 games, 17 points. Hmm. I, I the part that kind of scares me is kind of their center depth because Backstrom. How long's Backstrom out for? Does anyone know? It's months. a little while, isn't months, it? Months at least. It's, it's a months, long yeah. time. Yeah. Like, Kuznetsov is fine. Like he's good. He he's he'd be nothing. a better like, second line center though, right? Like yeah, he that's, was before. He's, he's a good. He's a second line center in yeah. my eyes. And then like after that, you have Lars Eller, Nick Dowd, and and then Dylan Strom, whichever whatever Dylan Strom is. Now last year, like Dylan Strom kind of picked it up, like at least production wise. So maybe he takes over second line role until Backstrom gets there, but you need to hope Strom picks up. Like, wasn't Strom centering like Kane and someone else when he went on his like point spree in Chicago? Like, you kind of got to hope you find Kane that to bring it, or he, if not, it was that it was uh, Kubalik Kane. So yeah, he has some good players with him. Yeah, so you kind of got to hope Dylan Strom picks it up. Like, I still think they're good. Like, they probably should still make the playoffs. It'll be like. I think they'll be a little closer. I think it's going to come down to injuries for that team because, as Braden's been saying, there's a lot of people on that team that can get a lot of injuries to them. And if really they all kind of start going way. down, the offense has got to run hot. Like Connor McMichael's a guy too. I want to bring attention to um, rookie. He'll be I good. loved him last year. Yeah, oh yeah, he did play last year, so he's not even a rookie. But like Connor McMichael's nasty man. Like he's a good he's hockey good. player. Like he'll have a strong future. We'll see how much of a step forward he could take, or if he's going to get that sophomore slump. But to me, it's a team who's really going to be relying on some, like it's going to be a very much a running gun style. Rely on the forwards and pray to God that you outscore your opponent. Ov yeah. better score sixty type of thing. Honestly, I don't know if these guys are making the playoffs. Just because, like previewing, I know we're going to go through all the teams and we're going to preview the Atlantic Division. I'm just worried about this team going into the season. I think they're going to be in a competition for a playoff spot they're clearly in a position that they're not rebuilding Braden. they're going for it but they will be going up against five atlantic teams that feel really good to make the playoffs they maybe got their first more. and their second so they can get a pickup yeah i think they're gonna just miss they, they i think to, you're they right i think they might year. just miss oh they're they going to go for it, for it. So have we'll you see. seen their cap friendly? Like, how many people do they have coming off contract? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen people. Ninety percent of their forward group. Yeah, like yeah, yeah literally eighty percent of their contract. team. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. Like, I don't know. They got their first, so they could trade. Like, you have Ovechkin. You have to go for it while he's on your team. Yeah, it's the same with Pittsburgh and Sid. They both those teams have to just keep going for it until those guys retire, and then it's figure it out from there and maybe we see um no i'm not gonna say that because ovi just signed didn't he yeah this pretty, feels like one of recently. the biggest um chances for a team that is considered as like a universal playoff team always is 
they could go anywhere from we were talking about the Pacific division last week, anywhere from second in the division to last. Like the Capitals are one Darcy Kemper injury away from starting Charlie Lindgren behind a suspect defense and not a great center depth. This team could get scored on a lot. The only thing, too, I want to bring attention to, there's two last things I want to bring attention to, and then let's move on here. Number one is they've got Peter Laviolato's coach. There are certain coaches in the NHL who, regardless of the roster, they soak, they could just, they get wins, and they make Barry the playoffs. Trotz, right? He's Barry Trotz is a guy. He yeah. gets he gets you wins. Dude, Bruce Boudreau on the Canucks. You look at that guy's mm. resume. Now, he's never won a first round in his life. But Bruce Boudreaux. Is that true? Yeah. Bruce has never won a first round. Maybe one first round. It's something I remember like when. He's never won a game seven. Yeah. I, I remember when like is. he left Washington. Like that was a big thing, right? Um, but Bruce gets you in the playoffs. And Peter Laviolette is a coach who gets everything out of the team in the regular season. And yeah, that's true. He gets you in the playoffs. Like it, it, he's he a great really coach. is one of those coaches. So there's that. And the only other thing I wanted to bring attention to, and this will affect all the other teams. And it's a little unfortunate because like these teams are going to change a lot before the regular season starts, just because of the nature of it. Uh, we've got the waiver deadline coming up. And like, I know the Canucks is one team. They think there's going to be a lot of good players on waivers. And there is like, there's just not enough NHL jobs this year, especially more, eh? yeah. Yeah. There's more NHL players than our NHL jobs. Right. Mm. So you should see a lot of really good players make it to waivers. And so and I guess we could say this for every team is going to be a team right. who's probably going to pick somebody up and yeah. can have a little minor improvement that way. Um, to me, looking at Washington, especially their bottom six, like they're a team that could benefit a lot from like, you know, some getting some more players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a great point. And I really hope that Ovechkin plays at this great scoring pace and scores a bunch of goals. But I am not one of these guys that's going to pretend I want Washington in the playoffs. They won their cup. I don't care. I would much rather see like a Devils make it from this division. But I'm getting ahead of myself because the next team on our division preview is the New York Islanders. I just have one last question for you guys about the Capitals. Ah, shoot. Does Ovi break the all-time goals record? Yes. So what is the all-time goals record? 894 goals. How many goals does Ovi have right now? Well, let me. It's either 894 or 874. Give me a moment. I'll get Ovi goals. Hold on. I I have to cheer for it. You know I'm cheering Ovi's for at, it. Ovi's at 780 right now. Gretz is confirmed 894. So he's 104 goals behind? 114. 114 goals behind. And he has three years? Four he's years? He's on contract for four more years. I think you if you're talking about numbers, let's leave 15 goals for the last year. You know what I mean? Like I'm worried that by three years from now, Alex Ovechkin, who do we even know his real age? Like he might just be getting too old to do it. If it may be 37. Yeah, sure. He He just put up 50 goals in 77 games. I think he scores 50 next year. Or this upcoming season. If he doesn't, I'm worried, though. Like, I really want him to. If he only scores 40, the Skretzky record is getting scary. If he scores 50, then we're only, what, 65 goals away with three seasons. Let's do it. But if he scores 40, 30 the next year, I'm getting worried. One, first off, do you think he resigns at the end of this deal if he still doesn't have it? Or do you think regardless, he just goes... If he's within 30 goals, do you think he resigns to go for it? Or do you think he goes, fuck this, I'm done? 
No, I could see him resign if he's behind like by eight goals. It had to be single digits. I think if Let's you're behind say, double digits, you just let it be. He's I within like 35. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like 15 or 20 goals. Because he's no depending on what his 35 at that point. Let's assume that he's still that far away. All right. I want to bring attention to is that what is bullshit about this, and this is Gary Batman's fault, is that this record is Alex Ovechkin's. Alex Ovechkin has lost two seasons to a lockout because of Gary fucking Bettman. That's a hundred something goals that he's missing out on right now because of Gary Bettman. That first lockout, he probably was scored 62. Yep. So like, that's what I'm saying. He's over a hundred goals to that and COVID. He must've lost 150 to 180 games. And he's from that. still making it a conversation. He is the, regardless of if he beats the record, he is the best goal scorer of all time. Yes. Right? Uh, I agree. Yeah. Brayden, do you think it has to, it's the record? That's good, uh, what decides it. Like if he holds the record, he will be. But I don't think Gratz is the no. best. I don't, to be fair, I don't think Gratz is the best goal scorer of all time. It's, I think it has to be Ovi, man. It's Ovi, the only, yeah, because we can't count for injuries. It's Ovi. Mike Bossy doesn't get enough respect. That's the only thing I'm going to say there. That's fair. Mike Bossy scored 30 every year. He scored then, 50 every year. And oh, then he got year? two injured and went, yeah, sorry, I'm out. Yeah. Like, let me take a look here. Sorry, one moment. I know we're getting distracted. I'll be quick. That's yeah. Okay. Mike Bossy played first season, 53 goals, 69 goals, 51 goals, 68 goals, 64 goals, 60 goals, 58 goals, 61 goals. Then he put up 38 and 63 and said, I'm done. He didn't hit 40 or 50, and he's like, oh, I'm fucking a bum. I need 50, to retire. Like, That's a, yeah, yeah. 573 goals. over. Yeah. He had 573 <laughs> goals in 752 games. He had two years left on his contract. He said, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> he had more goals and assists. <laughs> yeah, Bossy deserves more respect as like the greatest goal scorer or who could have been. That's Anyways. fair, but like, um, look at those goals scored back then. I, I'm sorry, OV's goals scored now. I, Ovi is the best goal scorer of all time. And it's a conversation I would love to have a bunch because yeah. it'll get clicks and all that good stuff. We can keep it going throughout our years on the podcast or until he breaks the record, hopefully. You hear that, you listeners? We don't care about, about content or quality. We want clicks. We want this is the world clicking. we live in now. Clearly, we don't care about content if you've been listening to this podcast the last four months. hey Islanders plus 650 to win the division won't be doing that. Their over under total points is 93 and a half, despite last year only getting 84 points. Their additions this offseason, let's go through them real quickly. Wait, I need, the, I need to print these all off. It's too many to look at. Hold on. Okay, let me no, get I got it. Paper. Yeah, no, it's, it's, okay, Nikita, I got it. it's Nikita Soshnikov. Hey, don't disrespect former Leaf Nikita Shoshnikov like that. I thought he was nasty. And that's the list. So they didn't really do much. They were in on Miller, never really did it. They were in on Gaudreau, never really did it. They have... And on Kadri. Kadri. They were in on almost everyone, didn't do it. They don't have a better team. They're, they have a really good goalie. They lost Barry Trotz. Look what their team is. How the fuck... Are they favored to make the playoffs? My Tyler Two Cents Loose Change podcast declaration of the week of the year is that the Islanders to miss the playoffs at plus 110 is an absolute hammer. 
They're plus they, money to miss. They're plus money to miss the playoffs. Put your but mortgage on it. aren't good. They are going in a division against the Pittsburgh Penguins, Washington Capitals, Rangers, Hurricanes. All those teams are better. In the other side, they have the Bruins, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Leafs. You're taking the Islanders to be better than any of those teams. I'm not sure why you're listening to this podcast. You must be a crazy Islanders fan. Thank you for John Tavares. This team sucks. Plus 110 to miss the playoffs. Take out your mortgage and put it on that, Braden. Dude, I don't. I'll, like, Seriously, let's look at the put your money here's on who, that. Here's what, I like. here's what I like on their forwards. I like Matt Barzal. Mm-hmm. I like Josh Bailey. I've got time for Josh Bailey. Like Josh Bailey. He's, he's not bad. Uh, I've huh? got time for Andersley. Don't love the deal. Oh, that guy. But I got maybe time not for as him. a captain, but yeah, sure. Not as a captain, like back. as a player, right? Like what he put up last year, like fifty-ish points. I'm like, oh yeah, forty-six points. He's a penguins like, killer. So he's, he's a for 50, fucking right? penguins killer. Stewart Fuck that hates guy. him. <laughs> so I'm okay for him there. Like Beauvillier, I like. And then it's like, oh, I really like Beauvillier. He's also a noted penguins killer. Kyle so. Palmieri, do we like? No. Pajot, no. he had that six season Ottawa because nobody he scored because nobody Pajot else is not good. He scored that much in Ottawa because somebody had to score that much, right? Like that's that happens why that, in the NHL sometimes. That, that yeah, happens. That, that year convinced me he was really good too. And then he goes to the Anders. It's like, oh man, the Anders is getting a lot better. And then he's just done. no. Somebody has to play first nine minutes, and somebody's going to put up points because somebody has to put up points. That's what happened. Um, and that's who I like on their forward group. Like, dude, it's <sighs> no key for. And it's Bellas. not like you love those players. It's like you like them. <laughs> I like them. Like uh, to me, like with the exception of Matt Barzal, like those are some decent middle six players, right? Like. Looking at and like, which is fine, but and here's the thing: is Matt Barzal a franchise player? What what constitutes a franchise player? If it's what I think, no. See, a no, first line no, center, no. Stanley Cup contending, Stanley Cup champion, first line center. Can, yeah, can your team win the Stanley Cup with Matt Barzal being the first line center? They can. Have a hell of a team but if we a, compare it to yeah. like quarterbacks, he's not in tier one, so he's not like going to be that elite guy and. He's absolutely not that elite number one center. If you're pairing him to like Matthews McDavid, no, he's Pete not. McKinnon, like, he's not that. He's no. he's an elite. He's player. better than Duchesne. Like he's better than those guys. Yeah, he's an elite player, but I don't think he's that franchise centerman. So then, okay, let's keep going here. Does he have a chance to be? No, actually, he doesn't. He's 25. He is what he is. He's an elite player. He's an elite first line center. He will he's not a be a franchise player. No, Tavares no. was a far better franchise player. Yes, Tavares was a franchise days. player. Um, looking at the rest, like Kiefer Bellows, like it's a mess. I'm sorry. Like at this point, that player is going to be who he is. He was a mess for where he was drafted. He's still a good player. He's still a middle six winger, but he's not, I think he was 10th or 14th overall. I can't remember, but he's not going to live up to that. Oliver Wallstrom's a guy who I like a lot as like potential 30 goals score 22. I don't know if that's the year. This is the year he hits it. I still like him. So there, there's a future, but outside of that, like there's nothing. Um, on the defense, Ryan Pollock, you know, we know what he is. We know what Adam Pollock is like. They're decent players. Like Noah Dobson. I like a lot. Alex Romanov is, you know, looking at their top four. I don't hate their top four. Actually, to your point, it's going to be a low event game when you're playing the Islanders. It's going to be a three, yeah, two game. The one thing I wanted to bring attention to is their fourth line of Casey Zizekas, mm-hmm. Matt Martin. Yep. And Cal Clutterbuck. I would argue a top. What year is it? Two top three fourth line in the league, honestly. Really, you still that line what? gives me that line gives me nightmares. It what is, year is it? the Islanders' best line. What year is it? Based on yeah. it looks like 2011, 2010. That's my point, dude. Based on who they're putting there, 
But yeah, is, dude, have you seen them I, play, Braden? Like they play. I don't well. care. Yeah, care they're in their own they fucking You don't zone. care how they play. I want that line on the ice if I'm the other team, because those are three guys who, sure, they hit a lot. You know what that fucking means if you I hit guess a lot? So man, what does it mean if you hit a lot? I think you're underestimating. Like you're not really reading what you haven't watched a lot of Islanders games. What happens Fair when enough. you hit the? What does it mean if you're hitting people a lot? It means you don't have the puck. Okay, so what can you do if you don't have the puck? Can you score? Enlighten me. Can you score without the puck? No, I remember, Braden. But I like, remember. That's not what they do. They do score a lot for a fourth line. I don't like them, man. I think it's indicative of the build of this team. I think it's indicative of the mindset of the team. It's stuck in the past because it's an old man who pointing at the sky going, I hate change. His time is done. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best general managers in the history of the sport. The last time he won a Stanley Cup, has he won since the year 2000? No. Why is he in the league? Why is he? Um, because of what you said, that he's a Hall of Fame GM that right. had a great resume. And that's what the <laughs> NHL does, is they do that. What's he done for you recently? Nothing. He's been, he was bad as the Leafs GM. He was bad. Lula Amorello should not be an NHL GM anymore. He shouldn't be, have been an NHL GM for the last five years. Agreed. Maybe even 10 last 10 years. He's not good anymore. The whole thing, dude, we see how many leaves. Oh, Lou wouldn't have made that much for Nylander. You're right. Nylander would have fucking left, just like John Tavares left. Yeah. You want all the U- Look at how many UFAs he was able to bring in. In his time with the Islanders, I think it's like Semyon Varlamov. Nikita Soshnikov and some other fucking bum. That's the only unrestricted free agents that Lou Lamarillo has been able to bring in. There you go. <laughs> That's all he's been able to bring in, respect. man. He can't. Like, he's not no, a good general right. manager anymore. Players don't want to be there. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's indicative of the culture. He was good for the culture in Toronto because it needed to have that change from it was an entitled thing and Lou was good and coming in and being like, you don't fucking get shit. But there's yeah, a line you have to walk to. Yeah. Like, there's a line you have to walk. The Islanders. I'm sorry, dude. Like the fact that <sighs> here's a story I want to, I want to tell. All right. Van then Halen. we're wrapping up Islanders because this okay. is way too much on them. Okay. Here's the thing. You know, Van Halen, like, you know, that band I do. So they had a rule. A couple great tunes. Panama. A couple. I had a lot. Yeah. They had a rule when they'd go to venues. No, no brown M&Ms. And they'd look in the bowl and they'd look if there was any brown M&Ms. And if there were, there was hell to pay for it. Not because Van Halen didn't care about brown M&Ms, but it was indicative, right? If you're not willing to pay attention to this little easy small thing, what are the bigger things that could potentially happen? And when I look at the Islanders, I'm sorry, I look at that facial hair thing the exact same way that Van Halen looks at the M&Ms. If Lou is that controlling down to your fucking hair and what you look like, what else is he doing? Is that an appealing place if you're a free agent to go? Is that an appealing place if you're a young player and you want to grow up in an organization that feels like it values you? If you're looking at racial hair. Yeah. If you're like, dude, if you're renewing, do you want to stay if they're going to want to control every little last minute fucking part of your life? No. There's a reason players leave and there's a reason they weren't able to sign anyone. Can you imagine what kind of world this would be if we never got Austin Matthews mustache? You know what I mean? I want to live in. It's not a world I want to live in. So I'm glad that he's not. I, I agree. He should be out soon. I love that Van Halen story. It's a great way to kind of show that you don't want that guy being your fucking GM for too long. In 2022, you don't want that. 
the Devils to move on from the Islanders, plus 2,500 to win the division. Not great chances. Plus 150 to make the playoffs. I think that's going to come down to Vanacek Blackwood. I think their forwards are going to take a great step. I think Hughes is amazing. I think people will be seeing Jack Hughes a lot this year. He's going to establish himself as a superstar. We're talking about points. superstars. He's yeah. I'll take that. Braden. If he stays okay. healthy, hundred points. He stays healthy. Jack Hughes, if healthy, if he plays all eighty-two, he's hitting hundred points. Nico Hishier's going off. I'm calling it right now. I don't want to break up the little thing you had there. Going Do your thing. Dev- Devils are making playoffs. I love that. I love. I would, I, I would love that. To be this honest, this has been a team who has been analytics darlings for the last how many years of people going, oh, this is the year the Devils take a step. This is the year the Devils take the fucking step. Jack Hughes is going to go into the next fucking stratosphere here. They got Andre Palat, Jesper Bratt, a fucking that nasty Pilat player. That is huge. Nico Hischier, my favorite third liner in the league. Miles Wood, I think that guy's nasty. I love oh, Miles Wood. So he, he is nasty. He, you know, Stu, you said the other week that Mason Appleton was my favorite average player. No, Miles Wood is my favorite average player. I'm, he's not if he's average. considered he's, average. He's good. He's a man. superstar third line. I love Miles Wood. Like man. two highlight real goals a year. He's fast. He Miles Wood. Hard. I love Miles Wood. They Eric added Jesper Brad again. Resigned Jesper him. Jesper Brad, yeah. It's for Bokefist. They brought him from, uh, I can't remember what they got from Chicago or from, or no, I'm thinking of a different Bokefist there. Points, yeah. I like Jesper Bokefist a lot. Looking on the D, they brought in Johnny Marines. We know I wanted him big to go fan. to the, we know I wanted him on the Canucks. Stu's a big fan. I love him. Dougie Hamilton's sick. Ryan Graves, I really like a lot. Damon Severson's a great player. Jonas Siegenthaler, I don't know if you saw that article that came out about him taking less because he wanted to build more with this team he thinks it could take the next step and he's a great defenseman and oh who else do they have oh yeah second overall pick simon nemec who was Braden's personal favorite player in this draft they also got luke hughes back there somewhere he's he also... won't play this year but like but he's got there his brother coming man like i can't the wait devil's writers are so big on nemec they are talking him up as if he's already going to be like a top line guy like already he shouldn't I don't think he should play in the NHL this year. I think it's better for him. I agree. Stay I, one I, more year out, but he's yeah. ready to play is the thing. Like he's 18 and he's ready to play top four minutes on an NHL team. Why wouldn't you throw him in at some points throughout the season? Like I would love to see him play 12 games this year. Yeah. I think you give him the nine game trial, but, and then right. Send nine, him down, so you don't, that's the number. Yeah. The so you don't burn the deal. Yeah. Do you think he starts the year then, or do you think it's kind of like a thing like once oh, New later. Jersey's like if New Jersey's like eliminated, they're like, all right, hey Nemich, let's play nine games. Let's see. Not even eliminated because no, playoff games won't count. Like if they're in a playoff race, I don't see why you don't just throw Nemec in at the end if he's playing that well. If you think your he, team gets better, you try to win the playoffs. Like even if it's about burning an ELC, like Nemec might be that guy. Braden picked him as his favorite draft pick, and Braden's the best hockey insider. On the mm-hmm. podcast, the only thing is that there was an article that came out. I think it was earlier today about the um, about them coaching Namek, and one of the things they said was, "We wanted to be more defensive." Da, 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 da. You know, coaches always want the players to be more defensive. He's a more offensive player, and th- you've got Dougie Hamilton and Damon Severson, who are both more offensively inclined right defensemen. If you want Simon Namek to be Simon Namek and to be the best player that he can be, you have to accept that he's going to be more risky right defenseman right now looking at the team i don't think there's a spot for him just because you got hamilton marino severson probably not gonna make it just because severson's been on the block for about a year or two we'll see what happens there and like if you move him then there's an opening for a more offensively inclined defenseman as well right because you've got marino as more of your defensive stabilizer um we'll see if he may i don't think he'll make it i don't think he should make it next year though for sure and he's gonna come in as a top four 
ready to go next year. But as far as this year goes, yeah, I think they're making the playoffs. I really like this team. Here's why I love that, Braden, because all the things we pointed out, Hughes is going to have a great step, 100-point season coming up. Watch out for that. They have great depth at forward, honestly, and their defense is could be underrated. Hopefully, Blackwood could be the answer. Vanacek is a solid backup, I think. But none of those roster additions, including the plot one, is what really matters to me. It's the coach. They added Andrew Burnett who led the Panthers to a 51-18-6 record. The Panthers made a huge mistake here. They let this guy go for Paul Maurice. We know how Braden loves the Jets. He doesn't. They're not great, and Paul Maurice was a big part of that. You add this coach to this team, and I am ready to be on the wagon. Let's go, Devils, plus 150 to make the playoffs. All on board with you, Braden. Let's do it. I like Paul Mamrie, so I just want to get that out there. I know as, as ironic as it is, I do like him. But yeah, no, I think I think the Panthers made a huge mistake looking at a tiny sample size rather did. than the whole season Yeah, um, that Brunette put up. No, I like Brunette as a coach. Of course, he's a younger coach, right? Like that was his first year with the Panthers too, right? So we'll see. But if, first, I thought he was an assistant. He was well, an interim. He Panthers. was assistant and was interim because of the whole thing that happened. Because Quinville with their, covered up yeah, sex that's scandals. That's right, the Quinville like, We'll up. see what happens with you know, was that a flash in the pan of like just a new voice coming in and it was, let's pull go boys. Like keep it going or 51, 18, is a long record though. That's, like That's a long record, season. right? Yeah. He like, also knows their system just from being there before he was the, co- like the head coach. Like it, I feel, it feels weird to give it up for someone who doesn't know it just yet. Yeah. Like I, point is, it was I'm not sold on Brunette from sure. one season. It's still a small sample size, but yeah, it was, it's a small sample size as a whole, but it was a large enough sample size to keep them to You're me. Right. Yeah. Like you bet right? on that. If you're an NHL team, like, or even just a coach, right, from your perspective, it's I lived up to my end of the bargain. You, like, he deserved to be renewed with Florida. He didn't deserve to be fired because he held up his end. And he deserved to be an NHL coach after that season, and he gets it with New Jersey. We'll see what kind of coach he'll be and where he can lead them. But, yeah, I like him. Like, I I, I think he's the kind of coach who can keep it going. Yeah, and I think the Devils made a great bet on him. So, I like them to win the division or not to win the division to make the playoffs, to compete in the division for a second, third spot. I, I like Carolina as the division winners, but they, I think this is the last team we're going to be talking about in this division that is worth talking about for playoffs. Moving on from the, them, uh, we got the, the other two jackets. are not. We got the black jackets. Black- I call them the blue jackets <laughs> um, and the flyers. So the blue jackets flyers, they're not great. We'll start with the blue jackets. They, Last year had 81 points. I think it's probably going to go down. They're over under 79 and a half. Not many people, Braden. You think it might go? I, fair enough. They added Gaudreau, right? Added Gabranson, which is huge. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but they traded Bjorkstrand, who I think is one of, if not their most important forward after last year. Just well, traded him for a third and a fourth round pick. Nothing. Here's I like. They got nothing for him. They got cap space. They got Johnny Gaudreau. Cap space. We know how much that is awesome. Look at Vegas. Look at how good their team is with. Cap but they're space. out of cap space now. That's the thing. It'll work. Like I here's hope the thing. so. They have Johnny Gaudreau, who's going to be playing with Patrick Line. That's a pretty good top line winger uh, combination there. Then your yep. center, dude. Jack Rosovic was nasty in Columbus. Like, is he a first line center? No, I don't think so. Serviceable though, for sure. Yeah, dude, he's a good player. How he was playing there, like 
So yeah, 45 points, 81 games. Like he was just a throw in the Dubois line trade too. Yeah. Like that's a guy who dude playing with those two guys. Like to me, he could put up 55, 60, which it's okay for your first line to that's me. That's true. There's you two. think he's going to be first line if he's playing with those two guys, but there's two guys I want to bring special <laughs> attention to. Okay. Number now, oh man, these guys are so good. We know that they've been in a bit of a rebuild oh, here, right? Jenner? They've been picking high. No, oh, dude. They've got Kent Johnson. This kid is magical with the puck. You just fucking watch. This kid is going to be sounds like a made up name. filthy this year for them. <laughs> he, he only played in nine games last year. He put up three assists. Uh, I mean, three assists or three apples as an 18-year-old in the NHL. Like He got the nine-game trial. Like I think Kent Johnson's going to have a big year. The other one there is Cole Sillinger, centerman. Another young guy. He's only uh, he's only 19 years old. Uh, last year as an 18 year old, he put up 31 points in 79 games. Wow, really? Bad. I didn't. I didn't. On the Columbus Blue Jackets, Cole Sillinger is my How every year. Tyler knows he's 19 right now. 19? So isn't he? Yeah, Tyler, you know, Stu, you're in our Fuck. fan. Yeah, like I don't know if you guys know this. I always take some fucking random rookie with my seventh or my final round pick in my fantasy draft. Seventeenth, yeah. I'll tell you right now, Cole Sillinger is going to be that guy that no one fucking knows about, <laughs> and I take, and then he ends up being a 50-point rookie. I mean, I last, well, you did that more. with Jason Robertson, remember? I did that with Back Jason Robertson. Breakout? I did that with Petey in his year. I do it every single year. I pick a rookie, and I take him as my last pick, and they you always fucking blow it up. This is the year. Cole Sillinger is my guy. I'm sure that wow. someone's going to fucking take him now. because uh, All right, I'm taking him in the 16th round. <laughs> but Cole Sillinger is going to be that guy, man. Like he's, I'm putting money on him for the Calder. Um I have high expectations for him, and I think he'll have a shot to play with Goudreau in line A as well. Is he still Calder eligible then if he played 79 games last year? Uh, no. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he won't be. Never I guess mind. he won't be called Calder. So MVP? Bontang. No, MVP. Well, I think your point, to your point, Braden, like you're talking about like exciting guys for their future. Like, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch this season, but if you're a Columbus fan, you kind of have already set in like, I'm excited to watch Goudreau line. Hopefully they can play well, but this is a rebuilding year. I do not expect to make the playoffs with this team. If I'm watching it and if if you make playoffs, great, but like, look at the other teams in the East. You're talking, you're talking about like killers. I think we're talking wild card discussion with the blue jackets. I think that's a team that's going to be in contention. Crazy hot take. They're plus 500 to make the playoffs. I, like, I think they're going to be in contention and fall out in the last, like, 10, 15 games of the season. Wow. Is it but, the Gaudreau extension that's really sold you? What is it? Because the team was not good last year. They had 81 it's points. It's Gaudreau, and I'm expecting that much from from Johnson and Selinger. I think those two wow. players are just that good. And honestly, like, I I don't like the Gabranson signing. I saw what Gabranson looked like at $4 million, playing top four minutes in Vancouver. He's not a top four player. No, terrible. He needs to be sheltered like he wasn't. He was great in Calgary. He was great in Calgary. And that's because he was used how he should be as a bottom he played pair. 14 minutes a night. Yeah, like penalty kill. Like that's how he should be used. He's not a good player. Yeah, he um, should just be on penalty kill to eat pucks when they go at your that nets. Being your said, doesn't have to. <laughs> Zach Wierenski is a pretty sick hockey player. Uh, I really like Vladislav Gavrikov. I think he's Jake a really Bean. good defenseman. I like Jake, Jake Bean. Bean. I love Jake Bean. I like a lot. Adam Boakvist, I like a lot. I think you're going to have yeah. a good no, year out of Adam Boakvist. Like, I think there's a lot of young players that are going to take a big enough next stop that they'll keep them in contention for the, you know, like I said, up until game Interesting. Know, 60, 65, 70. And I do think there's the potential with, I like, Cor- I like Merzlikens and I like Corpus Allo. Like I do like those goalies. I, 
I'm kind of with you, Brayden. I'm kind of feel like they might be like in the race a little bit, but I feel like the management club is like kind of knows that like they're probably not going for it. Like I feel like at the deadline, if they're not like really close and they're like they're like, oh, we could, you know, if we have a really good second, like after the trade deadline, I just feel like they would sell at that point though, at the deadline, get more picks, build up their prospects, and then come back next year with their younger guys having another year on. Mm. And then maybe start actually pushing for it. I agree. Instead I think this might be a better take for it this year. year. This might be it's a better probably take next one year. more year. I think yeah. I think they'll still be like I think they can surprise. Right? There's always a surprise team. If I had to pick a team that's going to be the surprise team who who somehow makes it, I don't think they will. But this would be my surprise team pick. Would be the Columbus Blue Jackets. So would you take them over New Jersey then? One or the other. Yeah. How about this? New Jersey's goalies do scare me. I do get that. I, like, I do have more faith in. Columbus, yeah. I do have more faith in faith in Merzlikens and Corpus Allo than I do Vanacek and Blackwood. Yeah, next year they make it. I, I do think that Columbus makes it next year because they also have David Yerchek coming in, another young guy. Like, uh, not to get like uh, next season's previews, but I, I think it's a team that could surprise if the goalies get hot and all those young players take the step that I think that they'll take. Who wins a playoff series first, the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Washington Capitals? I thought you were going to say the Columbus Blue oh. Jackets or the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, going forward, <laughs> Columbus, both both questions. I, yeah, I think Columbus. I don't. If Washington makes the first round, they're an easy first round beat. I think for the Penguins, Rangers, Carolina Hurricanes. Washington um, showed some life last year against Florida. Absolutely, but like, I think they their team's worse. Over. That's yeah, it's fair and older. So. But yeah, that's I think that's an interesting question. I think they're a fun young rebuilding team with a lot of fun pieces. And I'll check out Blue Jackets games with that eye, thinking, oh, I'll check out the young guys. I don't care about the score too much. Moving on to a team that's definitely not going to be caring about the score too much. They'll be looking at the be every once in a while. It's the John Tortorella led Philadelphia Flyers. Little preview, they're plus 4,000 to win the division. They are plus 1,100 to be the worst team in the league. Over under 77 and a half points, so projected to be one win worse than Columbus. They lost Couturier. Fuck, does that suck for them? Like, is this team not just riding and dying with Couturier and if he can be an elite performer for them? If not, who is going to score for them realistically? Do they have the back end to hold up if they don't score? This team feels like at plus 1,100 to be the worst record in the league. It's worth a sprinkle, right, Stu? Uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a sprinkle for at 1,100. I just don't think, I just think the couple of the teams, you know, out west are worse. Oh, but, and I don't Arizona think Tortorella and Chicago team, are worse for sure. I don't think a Tortorella team is going to finish last. I think Tortorella no. will squeeze something or kill the guys that are on the team. Not I, in the first like, year. Yeah. Yeah. I said it when we talked about the Tortorella hiring that you don't hire Tortorella if you're looking at bottoming out. You're looking at Tortorella if you're looking to push. Yeah. Um, and to me, looking at the roster, isolating torts, the roster itself to me is too good to be bad and too bad to be good. It's the worst place you want to fucking be. It's the drafting. You know, you pick an 18th. You're not making the playoffs, but you're not getting the best like top of the lineup player in the draft. The Flyers are directionalists. They're full of bloated long-term contracts. They need to be rebuilt, and management refuses to do it. So they're fucked. They have Rasmus Ristolainen for five more years at 5.1. They've got Tony D'Angelo for this and next at five. 
Travis Hanum at 4.6, which it's whatever. Ivan Provorov, he had a down year last year, but he's still Ivan Provorov, right? Like, I still look at he's him not as a bad. guy who could bounce back. No, he's he's a good defenseman, but like Kevin Hayes for four years at seven. Cam Atkinson for two more after this at 5.8. It's a lot of old players on a lot of old deals. They got now they got some, they got this kid. Listen to this name. This is, I like this name. I, this feels like a really American name. Bobby Brink. Yeah, that's okay, the like, most American name I've ever heard. That's an American Kid's name. Kid's nasty. He's Bobby gonna be really, Brink? Bobby Brink. He's a winger, right? Back winger. up the Brink's truck. Sick shot, sick hands. Like, he'll be fun to watch. But, like, again, we're talking future. And, like, it's still, like, a guy who's – I wouldn't put money on him for the Calder. So, it's something to look forward to in Philly. But they're not – I don't even know what to say. Well, I do. They're bad, yeah. right? Yeah, like, exactly. And I also have, like, a podcast rule where we're not allowed to talk about Philly for more than five minutes. So They're bad. I, I just want to say one thing about Philly. Okay, yeah, you have two things. more minutes. You're good. I have a question, and then I want to say a thing. First sure. off, what are we thinking of Carter Hart? Is he good or is he not good? He's Canadian, so I'm going to say he has potential to be better. Um, I think he's one of those goalies that could be Jordan Bennington-esque. You know what I mean? Where he's like really good and then bad for a while, and then really good and then bad for a bit. Like I don't want him to be my only good goalie in my system. But I could easily see him running away with the playoff run. He had a 917 in his first season at 31 games. Then he put out a 914 in 43 games. Then he's had an 877 in 27. 77. Didn't even start with a nine. A seven. Oh, no. no I didn't even know. 877. That yeah. But oh, an 877. God. And That's then a really 905 low. last year in 45. Okay. Now, okay. What's important to notice, he's also playing behind a defenseman where a third of it is composed of Rasmus or Stalinen. Hmm. And, you know, fucking Tony D'Angelo coming into this year. But, like, he's had Rasmus versus Lionham ahead of him. Like, it's been terrible defense, Big right? Yeah. They have so awful defense. How much can we blame on him? Like, I still feel like if you're a goalie, you still have to save the puck. I don't want to give a shit. And those numbers are atrociously low, even with bad defense. Well, I mean, yeah. Look at, like, Matt Murray, for example, though. he's He played with Ottawa, who had a terrible defense. Matt Murray had a below 900. And the year he had a below 900, he was fourth in goals saved above expected. Well, he was that also injured right, when he was with Ottawa, so it's tough yeah. to like. He only played 30 games that year. But yeah, I don't know with Carter Hart. Like, I, I, I think he could still be a strong starter in the league, but I'm starting to lose faith. I think that playing behind that defense like this kills your development. Only other thing I wanted to say, I've said this before. I think we're starting to see it again especially with torts, but like the flyers need to be the flyers and they've really got lost that identity and been away from that. We've been talking about this on the podcast. Oh, every time we bring up the, flyers. I know, but it, cause I believe in that strongly. And I just want to point like, I they, brought agree, in though, Anton, sure. they brought in Anton Roussel on a PTO. That's the type of player that they should be having, man. Like McEwen, dude, I was going to say like, I love Zach McEwen. I'm so upset. I was so upset when the Vancouver Canucks put him on waivers and let him be claimed by Philadelphia. But Dude, Flyers fans love that guy. He gets, yeah. fights like a bastard. Like, he'll fight like every fucking game. Like, that's a guy who's hard to play against. And I think that this season, and I think it's this direction that Torts will take him. We saw like how players were dead on the ice after Torts' first time skating with them. Great pictures. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they all looked like Ole Olevi at training camp last year. Yeah. Like, we're going to see. I think the Flyers are going to be tough to play against this year in that you're going to leave hurt. Like, I think they're going to leave you physically fucked up. Yeah, but they're still gonna lose a lot, right? Yeah, that's a good point. They are gonna lose a lot. But they'll like I don't know. They're gonna have like thirty-five wins. You know what I mean? That's gonna be one of those teams where it's just like 
still, it, it, they're going to get maybe stuck not in the round. Maybe How much 30. different are we talking about them if Nolan Patrick doesn't have the concussion issues that he has? I, well, I mean, that's, it depends. Is Nolan Patrick all of a sudden like a top six forward for sure? Probably top liner? Because that's he what he was able... projected to be when he was drafted. I think he would have been, but injuries, right? Like concussions. He's out all this year too, right? Yeah. He, he's not playing out this whole year. Migraines. Like I feel terrible for the guy because like I remember sucks. when he was like 14, like people were talking about Nolan Patrick because like they were talking about him good two, for that three long. years outside of his draft year. Cause that's how he good was he that was. good for that long. and just that big and physical, but concussions fucking suck, man. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Thank God that that never happened to our stars. Like, do you guys remember when we were close with Crosby losing his, like I, I there was a two, three year period back. that we were like, Oh fuck. We've lost Crosby's done. prime too. Yeah. Like his whole, pro- like his prime was taken. By concussions and he's still the player he is damn shame man but yeah hopefully like they're they're a different team but they're still not good with nolan patrick yeah. so flyers last well yeah i don't know putting we, flyers last. A whole different thing. i'm putting flyers, flyers last flyers last. the top this time I, uh, let's do ahead. it but i really want us to like go hard on the top three because i think that could be a good clip if not a good post sure so stewart do you want to go bottom top all the way up or you want to do like, what do you want to do here? Yeah, let's do, let's do bottom to top. Let's, let's, let's switch it up. Go ahead. Cause I think hold the, hold the bottom too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think my rankings are going to go, you want me to go all of them or just my bottom? Do them all, buddy. That's do them all. I got Philly. I got the Islanders in seventh. I got Columbus in sixth. Okay, yeah, and the Islanders of, dropping up far. Yeah, I, I just don't think they're good. Like, I, I just, agree. and to be fair, like, I kind of want New Jersey to do a lot better. And kind of after Braden speaking there, like, yeah, kind of like you guys were hyping up the Devils. Like, I'm gonna go Washington five, Devils four, Rangers three, Pittsburgh two, Carolina one. Wow. So, wait, what, what was your one through four there? Carolina, Carolina Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Rangers, Rangers Devils Devils nice. I'm going to choose to believe in Vanacek and Blackwood For me I'm going hmm uh Flyers last it's hard cuz it's Torts it's the like I don't care about the the roster it's hard to put Torts in last but I'm doing it Torts last 7th place we have the Blue Jackets then 6th place we have the Islanders 5th place we're going with the Capitals I think they're going to have a down year I like the Devils to make the playoffs, so I'm putting them at number four. I'm going Carolina one, Pittsburgh two. No, sorry, Rangers two, Pittsburgh three. Almost an exact repeat of last year. From top to three, it is a repeat. Braden, what we got? Bottom to top. In eighth place, we have the John Tortorella run. Philadelphia Flyers. That was unexpected. In seventh. <laughs> After taking a deep look, I am with you. The Islanders in seven. Wow. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Fuck in six. I'm going to go with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I thought he was going to say Washington with the pause he took. Not going to lie. In the fifth, I thought he was gonna... I've got Washington. Okay. I think they're going to be very close and they can absolutely flip flop, but there's that. Look at us go. Fourth. We all have the same I... top four. 
I have the Pittsburgh Penguins in fourth. Wow. The third. In third. I'm going to call the new York Rangers. Third place. I think in second, we're going to see the one, the only, the Jack Hughes-led superstar to Mara. Wow. Second Second place. I think Hughes is going to post 100 points, and I think he's going to lead them to second place in that division. And first, because there's no knocking them off, is the Carolina Hurricanes. So we're yeah. going Canes. One. This is the official. This is the official 2022-2023 NHL top three Metropolitan Division standings. Officially official. At first, Carolina. Second, New Jersey. Third, the Rangers. Book it. Put your house on it. I like it. I got Carolina number one, Rangers two, Penguins three. Then I got Carolina one, Penguins two, Rangers three. Put your money on, put your uh, mortgage on it. We are never wrong. And when we are, we delete it afterwards. So, Igor Sharangovich for uh, Hart. Igor who? Sharangovich. Wrong Igor. Igor Shashurkin for Hart plus 2,500. Rangers Igor, not going like, to be bad. Igor, uh, never mind. Yeah. Wow. Should we hold that? Devils too. Wow. I like that. We're still looking to replace Brain's Love Corner. It is one of our best segments that we've ever had. And we're going to be not going too far off of it. We're not veering too far. Something like relationship advice, something like that, something questions, maybe something real life for sure. We're going to be working, workshopping that and getting that soon. Brayden, send in your questions. I will provide answers to your love life so you can come find love just as I have. Do you want to live your life like I live mine? No, it's a train wreck. But the ends justify the means, baby. And all that matters is that we get to where we want to be. And God damn it, if I haven't done that, then I don't think the Rangers are going to finish third in the division. And we know I do, and we know I've done it. So please, send in your questions. I'll send over my advice. A little whisper in your ear, as it were. A little angel on your shoulder and a devil on the other. It's up to you to listen to which one. Oh, my God. I could listen to you do that all day long. You could do a whole podcast just with that little, I'm not sure what that is, inflection. Sexy whisper? Yes. I'll show your girl an inflection. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Jupiter was the closest it's ever been uh, to Earth in like a while the other day. Really? If you looked up in the sky, yeah, no, this is actually true. Like, it was a true thing. If you looked up in the sky, you can yeah. see Jupiter. It was really bright. Yeah. So I got to looking and, you know, all the planets in our solar system are named after a god. Except for Earth. It's right. named after that stuff on the ground. <laughs> I 